Okay. Yes. So you will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Do you feel me? What the hell are you? We are Venom. to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> I just got to say right up front, I just came back from a root canal and I can't feel half my face. Sick. So. Hell yeah. Thank you for joining us <laughs> on this journey. It's brought to you by Codeine and Amoxicillin. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, Those are great here sponsors. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome back. We're on episode 13. Episode 13. Lucky 13. Lucky number 13, for yeah, sure. Yeah, as they would say. Um, we're fresh off of the release of Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yes. Um, literally me. I literally saw it probably... <laughs> Five hours Five ago. Five hours ago, so it's real fresh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I mean, first impressions before we get into uh, stuff. Very interesting. Very interesting, yeah. Wacky, Very wacky fun. That's my, that's my response. I love Tom Hardy as Venom. Yes. I, you can tell that he really loves the character. Yeah. And so I'm glad. It's, it's, great. it's always great yeah. to have... Uh, the passion. Yeah, like, it's always great to have a, an actor that's passionate yeah. about a certain character because yeah. then even if the movie if, if you think the movie maybe is like mediocre or not that great yeah at least you know that actor plays a great character exactly new news oh we got news we got news yes friend new listeners no which yeah which country yeah, is I know. it now it's funny because i logged in this morning and i was like expecting to see the same blots all over the globe yeah. and then a new one popped up and the heat map is surging so we're getting more listeners in the States. So thank you to everybody who's jumped on board. But across the pond, believe it or not, my friends, we have new listeners. New listeners. Two face over here. Um, we have new listeners in Croatia. Oh, my God. I was like, first thought, I was like, wait, is Tomo traveling? <laughs> uh, but no, like, I, I'm pretty sure he's here. Um, and, and so um, we have new listeners in Croatia. Wow, so, thank you. I don't know that I can say this properly, but I can't say it. Nice. Which is thank you in Croatian. Um, so thank you. I'm so sorry for the watching. Um, I blame I'm not my... Gonna attempt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so hello and welcome um, to you all. Um, but yeah, you know, like we just mentioned, uh, this episode is all about Venom. And we're going to talk about Venom. We're going to talk about uh, Eddie Brock and, and uh, you know, his place in, in the Spider-Man universe as well as, you know, the cinematic escape. Uh, um, but of course, as always, we're not experts. So, um, you know, we're, we're just a couple of fans having some dialogue about a character. Um, if you have any corrections or questions or comments, please like shout us out on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, wherever you social media, because we're all on there and we'd love to hear from you. Um, so yeah, that's it. Here we go. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, and so Venom itself, I, I don't know how to actually proposition this like entity because it is two people. Venom, we're going to talk about Venom as in Eddie Brock and the symbiote. And so Venom 
itself, himself, themselves, selves, <laughs> were created by the legendary Todd McFarlane. And so if you know Todd, Todd McFarlane at all, if, if you're into Spawn or you're into select like action figures, you know who Todd McFarlane is. And of course, because of Venom. And so Venom was created by both uh, Todd and uh, David Michelini. Um, nice. And uh, it's worth noting that not to be confused with the alien costume. And so the symbiote, AKA the alien costume, is the black outfit that Spider-Man wears, okay? Okay. And that came two years before Venom slash Eddie Brock. And okay. so the first appearance of Venom is from Amazing Spider-Man number 299, which is an iconic issue, followed by another iconic issue, which was, of course, number 300 um, in, in 1988. And so these back-to-back -back issues were like full-on, this is where kind of the root of these characters, of, of Spider-Man and Venom being like the ultimate battle and like arch nemesis starts. Okay. And so... Um, so yeah, the, the the character itself got a cameo first in 299 and a full-on exposure to like battle mode in 300. And so, thank God, we have trading cards. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're back it's on the trading while, card. It's been a while, actually. It's been a while because like, uh, maybe Black Panther was the last one, I think. Ooh, probably. Right? Yeah. Because Jessica didn't have one, Shang-Chi didn't have one. We yeah. did What If, and yeah. then we did Mini Marvel. So yeah, wow. Um, and so I have five. Ooh. And I actually think I had more but they were like battle ones. So I was like, no, let me not put the, pull those out. But uh, you know, they're again, you know, for, for new listeners, I pull out trading cards from my collection when I was a wee lass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these are predominantly from the nineties. I'm still trying to get some new ones. I did not win that auction, Jeffrey. Oh, oh, <laughs> I tried damn. to get a set. I think it was 2020 Marvel masterpieces yeah. or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, the, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, I do have five. From, from the 90s. And so I'm gonna pull one from Marvel Masterpieces 1992. We're gonna, we're gonna see what this card says about Venom here. Uh, An unwitting act by Spider-Man destroyed Eddie Brock's newspaper career and forever turned Brock against the hero. The vengeful reporter then fell victim to the evil alien entity that had once posed as Spider-Man's costume. This led to the two combining their mutual hatred to form Venom, a vicious superhuman creature seemingly composed of pure rage. Venom's sole purpose is to accomplish what the two beings who comprise him have separately failed to do, destroy Spider-Man. Oh my God, interesting. So right off the bat, with your knowledge, and this is the interesting thing about this episode on top of it all, this is the first character that we're actually creeping past the MCU and into Sony-verse full on. Yeah. Who, you know, um, and and so I kind of made Jeffrey rewatch or watch the first one. <laughs> Had you seen it before you, you rented I have, it? I don't think I did. I right. Think I, I think I've only saw like the clips on YouTube and stuff. Right. And then when we decided that we were doing it, I was like, I was like, okay, I should watch it. Did you watch Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That, okay. That, that's so we're covered there. Movie. Yeah. So <laughs> so what was your your first exposure to this character? It was definitely probably Spider-Man. Three. Three. Two for, <laughs> for grace. Is it? Oh. <laughs> was he ever in like the old video games? He was. 
forget. He was in so many. He was in, uh, I want to say he was in, no, he wasn't in X-Men vs. Street Fighter. He was in Marvel vs. Capcom for sure. One, okay. one, in, one and two, maybe? Because like the, the Spider-Man, early Spider-Man games that I remember were the Toby one. Uh, like that, like on the PS2 and stuff. Yeah. And then where he would be swinging, but there's no, there's no buildings that he's swinging. From. Like that's, <laughs> that's what, the inside joke. <laughs> like that, that's like, that's like, that's like what I remember. But I, I remember only fighting like Sandman in that, in oh, that funny. game. But but then that means if you were playing a Toby game and it was Spider and Sandman, that means three. It was a three movie, I mean three game. Sorry. Maybe. So maybe he was around. I don't know. So, yeah, <laughs> but like, but but seeing Venom on screen, yeah, it definitely had to be. Topher Grace's portrayal oh, of it. Oh, that's so crazy. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I just remember getting, I remember seeing a, that movie getting a lot of flack. Spider-Man 3. Can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> well, you looking back at it now in retrospect, it's like, uh, I mean, yeah. did you see like what uh, what um, Sam Raimi said about like, like, uh, that, like that movie? Oh, I think I saw it. It was, yeah, it was, he was saying, I, he was just like, he was like, oh, after he was like, after seeing all like the, the negative stuff he that people were writing yes. about Spider-Man Three. He was like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna touch yeah. another superhero movie. It kind but, of drew him away from yeah, it. Yeah, but lo and behold, now he's doing you know Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Um, but yeah, but if you if you watch it again, it's like it's, the movie's hilarious. Man. Yeah. It, 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 it was just yeah. like a collection of just like meme for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so before we go into into the whole Sonyverse uh, sort of avenue, um. I mean, I could, for me, sheesh. Yeah. He's another one of those characters growing up as a 90s kid that he was always there. I don't remember when I even, when the Venom was imbued upon me. I've always you know viewed I mean? Venom as the sole villain of Spider-Man. Oh, is that like, right? He was like the number one villain. No yeah. one else. It's always so Spider-Man. So not even Goblin. No. Wow. Yeah. That, that says a lot, though. That says yeah. a lot about your generation, I think. Yeah. Like, if I if I think of, you think of Venom, you think of Spider-Man. Like, oh, like yeah. go, they go toe-to-toe. Yes, no, it's true. Yeah. It's it's wholeheartedly true. And so, you know, I think I think that was me, too. I think it may have started with the, the cartoon series that I talked so fondly about in 1994. Um, and so I have, like, his voice is very distinct mm. to me based off of that. And also the video games, because he's like very like even in the, what little he speaks in Marvel versus Capcom, he's just yeah. so like you could hear the thick New York <laughs> accent. Uh, <laughs> we are like the way it, oh Parker, like he's very he's got like a sort of guttural like punch, yeah. punchy, you know. Yeah. Um, but let's let's rewind a bit and take it back to the black suit origin, sort uh-huh. of. I don't want to dive too deep into this because like it's. It's exponentially huge. It's a huge storyline. And one that they've only started to kind of flesh out even more in in the last year. Um, but we're going to take it back to the, the classic black suit. And so people, when you ask them, like, oh, what's your favorite Spider-Man suit? Many will say the black suit. And and not, not, not the Spider-Man 3 black suit, but, like, comic books, Spider-Man, Secret Wars... All black, and mm, so okay. the black suit itself was created by um, Randy Schuler, Roger Stern, Tom DeFalco, Mike Zeck, and Ron Friends. And so this was again, like I said, it was a couple of years before Venom debuted as a character, and that was in um, Amazing Spider-Man 252, May 1984. Okay, and so this is all I was like a ba- little literal baby <laughs> when this all came out and so i kind of missed the boat as far as like secret wars went and and kind of like this emergence of these heroes in this scape and so 
I, I went back because mm-hmm. the 90s for me belonged to the X-Men. Like, it was just yeah. X-Men all day for me. Yeah. And so I didn't really read into any of this until much later. But the Venom Venom itself, the, the, the symbiote, if you will, it's believed to be part of the 998th generation lineage of symbiotes. And I made a note to myself <laughs> that when the first Venom film came out and the trailer with Jenny Slate, she mm. she iconically and memified herself by saying symbiotes. <laughs> Do you remember oh, that? <laughs> oh my god! I, I, when I watched it, actually, I was like, I was like, oh my god, Jenny Slate's in this movie. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what yeah, and it was. It, it's interesting because I feel like aside, I, I couldn't tell you if they said it in the in the uh, the animated series. I'm pretty sure they did. They had to have said it at least once. But for someone to then take it 20 years later. And then straight up call them symbiotes. It was kind of silly. Yikes. And then they made like a fake cereal called Venom Symbiotes. But, um, shh. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think Funko did it. It was really funny. Uh. I thought it was funny. I like dead jokes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, the symbiotes themselves were born on this planet called Clintar. Yeah. And so, um, Venom itself is is kind of like the poster child of this planet in, okay. in the universe ah. and and clintar the name clintar itself is symbiote or cage so it's interesting. an interesting thought of like okay how do, how do we embody this species or this race of of aliens that whose planet is literally the the definition of a cage okay which which kind of lends to their their um their way of clinging on to other things and the, the struggle for freedom yeah if you will um but but yeah so clintar itself is a, is a planet literally comprised of symbiotes and so That's interesting imagine if you will a giant... oh, was this like a, a planet of sludge like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they can take form oh, okay yeah yeah and, yeah and, and we've but... seen this in 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 both in all three films that venom has been in you know kind of has a free-flowing form where yeah. it is sludge often um but sometimes it can make the little head and you know it's yeah. got its white eyes and stuff um and it's an uh, it's an artificial planet located somewhere in space okay and it's in the comic books until i think until recently only one person knew or figured out where this planet was do you even want to give a shot of who it might have been oh uh, like the, the hero like who, who knew discovered? who knew who figured out where clintar was I want to say, um, for some reason, I want to say Reed Richards. I mean, that's a great okay. thought. Ah. It was Thanos, actually. <laughs> Thanos well, yeah, figured, that makes figured a lot it out. Of sense yeah, too. <laughs> that's a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, but the symbiotes were created by by what we would call like their god named Null, and Null is an, a more recent character, just recently introduced. Okay. I want to say in the last year and a half, to maybe yeah, year and a half at most. Um, and he created the species. I can't wait for your your reaction okay. to this. Null created the symbiotes in retaliation of these entities called the Celestials. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. So we're going. We're expanding here. Jeffrey's just shaking his head. He's shaking his head. So it really makes you think. You it know? makes you think, right? Like what's happening here? And so the Celestials. For quick recap, for those who aren't fully paying attention or, or, or need a refresher, 
Celestials have been introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy films as well as the upcoming Eternals film. And so Null creates these symbiotes. He's like, go forth, my children. And, and the first, simply known as All Black, mm-hmm. cuts off the, symbio- the, the, the Celestial's head. Okay, the symbiote cuts off a celestial's head, and it begins floating to nowhere. <laughs> Is that where it goes? <laughs> to later then be known as the floating entity called nowhere. And mm. so once again, I swear, like I feel like I mention nowhere every two episodes, and it's also the name of my Animal Crossing island. But that's another story for another day. I haven't played Animal Crossing for a year, but anyway. Yes. Wow. So, so the very first in the in the comic books, the very very first symbiote created by Null, was was sent to battle the Celestial, beheads the Celestial, and then it becomes nowhere. Wow. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine. And so, um, you know, you again, if you want to read that, you you gotta <laughs> you gotta go into into King. Dude, and that's Black. like way too perfect of a storyline for like what's happening and like the oh, well, MC. <laughs> it's kind of like what I said before in an, in a previous episode where they kind of start. You, know, you, you saw a point in time where Marvel Studios was very intent on doing comic adaptation to film. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, when things started to really get successful. Yeah. You saw them do the vice versa. They started to adapt comics to the film. And to the film. Sorry. Film from the comics and then comics to from, the, the, from film. the from the film, yes. Yeah, and so they kind of switched places. And so I wonder if this is setting up stuff further down the line, mm. or is this just a coincidence that they want to familiarize mm. fans with like, hey, fans know Venom, they're gonna know Venom even more. Mm. Fans know Celestials a little bit, and they're gonna know Celestials a little more. Let's just combine some forces and sell some books. But you know, that's another. Oh, Symbiotes are powerful, then. Yeah. Gosh, damn. Incredibly powerful. And so, um, we're gonna fast forward a bit, and 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 you know, once again, Secret Wars. And so, Spider-Man um, discovers this, or not discovers. He happens upon this goop. Sure. During Secret Wars while on Battle World, and so Battle World is like where they're sent to, to battle all of their foes and such. And um, he he basically bonds to it, and it assimilates to his powers. And so mm. um, the, the thing, it's <laughs> the symbiote compound itself, the entity itself, is it's more than just this goop thing. It's yeah. like quite literally an alien. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's bonding to your DNA. Yeah, it's yeah. bonding to your genome. It's bonding to every single facet of your physicality, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And so it enhances all of that stuff. Okay. And so it's kind of like how they said about Steve Rogers, the super serum like enhanced who he was. The symbiote bonded to Spider-Man and enhanced what Spider-Man was. And so it essentially made him like the craziest version of Spider-Man that we generally ever see in, in anything in comics and, and in the films, you know, and <laughs> not to dive too deep into into Toby land. But yeah, you see it. It kind of it takes over. It makes them much more powerful, much more, uh, you know, like almost invincible in a way. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, like after a bit, Spider-Man is like, oh, no. And he, he does the same thing in the movie. 
where he's like, oh, no, no. This I can't is, do this. I can't do this. This this is bad. It's not me. Yeah. It's not me. It, and so he, he completely disengages with it. And um, and so uh, he's like, I, he, he abandons it or, you know, they part ways, whatever you want to say. And that's it. It goes to find a new host. And then I, I wrote a fun fact here. So um, according to the 1995 miniseries Venom, The Hunger, Mm-hmm. And I, I, they, I believe they said this in in the Carnage film, if not the first film also, but the symbiotes, like I mentioned, they they feed off of this. Oh, I didn't mention this yet, but they feed off of the chemical called. Here we go. Can we say it? Phenethylamine. Hey. Nice. That's yeah, good. Yeah, did it. Okay. That was good. <laughs> I can't do it again. I'm not going to try. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is only available in brains and chocolate. Oh my god, wow. Yeah, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so Oh my god. It's, and so I did a little research to kind of like dive into this a bit because it is quite literally a line from the movie where it's like it's only available in brains and chocolate. And this explains a lot about venom or the symbiote at least. And so phenylethamine um itself is an organic compound, natural uh monoamine, alkaloid and trace Amine, which acts as a central nervous system stimulant in humans. This just became like a science show. <laughs> just now? <laughs> I'm failing. I got to do more. <laughs> no, but like legit. Like, so it's it's kind of like it sparks in the brain. It, it like it receptors and such, blah, blah, blah. And so it's interesting that that kind of compound is only found in the brain and in chocolate, which I assume I, is from the cacao and like when sure. the chemicals awaken, cool. whatever. So he has a choice to either eat chocolate or humans. Or humans, exactly. <laughs> or chocolate-coated humans. <laughs> it's got to be double, double of that, then. Exactly. Now you know what to get venom for <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> How much do you hate me right now? <laughs> and so, so that explains a little bit about the symbiote itself, the standalone symbiote. And so from there, we're going to go ahead and, and talk about Eddie Brock a bit. We're going to get into him. And so he is like the primary host of this, this symbiote in life Mm -hmm. um there have been other hosts and i'll talk about that a little later but um so edward charles allen eddie brock sometimes junior depending on where you look Uh, the film he was a junior he's not a junior in the books as far as i understand um his first appearance was web of spider-man number 18 september 1986 once again created by todd mcfarlane and david michelini and um and so what do you remember about Eddie? Eddie as a character. Aside Venom. What do you remember about Eddie? Oh. He was, well, at least in, in, in Toby Land? Anywhere. Oh. Well, in Toby Land is my only, yeah. Yeah. Only reference. So, I just know that yeah, he just hated, he just wanted to be better than, than um, Peter. Than Peter, right. So, he wanted to be the better journalist. I right. want to get the recognition. Mm-hmm. And he just never, never made it on top. That's pretty accurate. Honestly, yeah. it's pretty accurate because like, um, you know, in, in the books, the competitor to the Daily Bugle is the Daily Globe. And so Eddie essentially wrote for the Daily Globe, but he was like in charge of like the trash sex- section. Sure, <laughs> the so, back pages. Yeah, the back pages, yeah. the, the, the dumb, the stories that people don't really pay attention to. And so he had, you know, like, as you mentioned, he's just kind of like trying to be the best and trying to trying to be number one. and. And so um, the Sin Eater murders, and so somebody was, you know, going by the moniker Sin Eater and, and just, just killing people. And so 
Eddie is contacted um, by this man named Emil Gregg, and <laughs> it's so funny because like the the panel of this guy, and he's like got like funny hair and glasses, and it's funny because I couldn't remember Phil Spector's name at first, and so I googled murderers with dumb hair. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how many how many came up. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so Greg, you know Emil Greg, he he claims, oh, I'm the sin eater. I'm the sin sin eater. And I swear that this is based off of a true crime story, and it just happens a lot. Like there are these these people, these individuals who who thrive on the attention of like, oh, they're the killer. Like, oh, I did it. And I think this was like BTK or somebody. Okay. Um, but the, like a fake, a, a, a wannabe came came to view and said, oh, I did these crimes. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie was like, sick, I'm gonna do the story. And so he starts doing these stories mm. about like, ah, the sin eater this, the sin eater that, yeah. and, and it starts to sell papers. And it's great, it's going good. And he's like, heck yeah, man. And then inevitably he's pressured by by officials and, and, and the paper. Who is it? We know you know who it is, who is it? So he's like, all right, it's Emil Gregg. And everyone's like, whoa, it's Emil Gregg. And so he's like at the top of his game, and then here comes Peter Parker, doing his job, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm gonna write a paper for the Bugle," and it is not Emil Gregg. It is a man, policeman named Stan Carter. Okay. So it's then exposed that, okay, Brock sent everybody on a wild goose chase. You know, it comes with the territory. He wasted resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's made a mockery of, and he's just fired. He's done. He's at the end of his rope. He's gone. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's it. That's it for him. And he's like, you know what? I've had a, I've had a horrible life because he comes from a, an abusive family oh, okay. and and such they always do and they always do they and, always which is very do. similar to to how they 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 kind of um explore his backstory and what little of it in in the movies is that he comes from this broken home sort of thing and and so um he's just like you know what i give up and uh <laughs> i wanted to quote fandom real quick <laughs> it's just so funny their 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 wording is very curious. It's funny. It, okay. it fits very well. Fired from the Daily Globe, he was forced to write venomous drivel for a tawdry tabloid. <laughs> it's like, oh you. Someone just opened up a, a thesaurus. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, another word. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's it's and it's true. That's exactly what it was. He was you know he he went to tabloids and he's like, oh, imagine him writing for the the Inquirer. You know what I mean? Ah. Um, and so, yeah, he, after all of this, he's like, you know what? I give up on life. I'm gonna, Jesus. and he was raised a Catholic. So oh, knowing, same. yeah, I know, <laughs> same, <laughs> um, despite, despite the fact, and you know, in Catholicism, like suicide is just mm -hmm. something you don't do, you know, all things about fiery hell and, and your spirit and soul and such, um, you know, and so even, even beyond that idea, Eddie is like, uh, he chooses to, to try and die by suicide. And so, um, at, of course, as fate would have it, that is when the symbiote comes in contact with him. It senses the anger, it senses the rage that's like surging in this man, mm -hmm. and it bonds to it perfectly. And it feeds off of it. It feeds off of Eddie, and it feeds off of all of that. 
And but this is on the bat the heels of it leaving Spider-Man. And so Ooh, okay. the thing about the symbiotes is that did I say it like Jenny Slate? Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> symbiotes. Symbiotes. Yeah. So the thing about the symbiotes is that it it pulls over all of the characteristics of its first host. Oh. So interesting. In the comic books, that's why he has webbing. That's why he yeah. looks kind of the way he does, yeah. I guess. Which is why I think many fans who, you know, follow the Sony films. You have the Topher Grace one, <clears throat> excuse me. You have the Topher Grace one, who does have the like that kind of makes sense because he yes, did he was on Spider-Man Spider first. first, yeah. But then when you jump to Venom, there's no Spidey. It's and just so straight the, up, yeah. yeah. So that was like a kind of like a huge criticism at the time. Oh, okay. Of like, how can you? And I said this in the mini Marvel, like you know, how can you have a Craven film without Spider-Man? And it is kind of like the same idea. Like, okay, Spider-Man three was one thing, but to then have a standalone Venom movie with no Spider-Man and it's not taking place at you know immediately after Spider-Man 3. Yeah. How can you do that because the symbiote does not have the characteristics of Spider-Man. Yeah. So he can't whip, he can't do all of that stuff. Yeah. He's just this thing, so they kind of had to reintroduce that version of the character. Mm. Which is like cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Um and so, you know, in the in the comic books uh he again, he he bonds to this thing so severely that they become sort of like a I guess you could call him a villain. Um, and that bloodlust and the hunger that takes over Brock, like we see it due to Peter Parker. Yeah. He eventually is like, this is too much for even me. And they, they part ways, quote unquote. He breaks up with the symbiote. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and, and, um, inevitably it comes back later on and then they rejoin together, which probably sounds familiar, you know, like in the, in the films, um, the new films with Tom Hardy. They break up and come back together like all the time. They're like a they're like a married couple, legitimately. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, in the comic books, you know, they reunite and then he becomes the lethal protector of San Francisco. I think that's where they're going. That's what I mean. That's what I got from the Venom movies. Yeah, at least, at least from the the first one. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, okay. I was like, I, I said this to die like off off mic. I was just like, it's basically a love story between Eddie and. <laughs> And the symbiote. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even a, a hero, oh, anti-hero movie. It's just a love story. And how many times do you hear that? <laughs> how do you, how, how many times do you even hear that in normal conversation? Like, it's a symbiotic relationship. You know what I mean? And it's... Yeah. <laughs> they're made for each yeah, other. Yeah, they're made for each other. And so now we're going to jump into the theatrical side. And so our first introduction to, to Eddie Brock and Venom was, of course... Spider-Man 3 in 2007. Oh yeah, the GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT of the trilogy. Um, portrayed by Topher Grace, who to this day has no idea why he was hired. Um, which is kind of funny. Like, he says it all the time. He's like, I have no idea how I got that job. Um, of course, directed by Sam Raimi. Screenplay story by Sam Raimi. Ivan Raimi. Who is his brother? So he really does work with his brothers all over the place. Because hey. Ted Raimi is in yeah, yeah. every film. And um, Alvin Sargent. And then... Um, of course, uh, the, the new thing is the newly renamed Sony's Spider-Man universe, um, which I believe only includes Venom Forward. Right? As of right now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Morbius! Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> Soon. Yeah, Soon. 
soon. That's fitting. Hashtag soon. Uh-huh. Um, and so he's portrayed by Tom Hardy, as everyone knows, directed by Ruben Fletcher. Screenplay and story by Jeff Pinkner, Scott Rosenberg, and Kelly Marcel. And then, so the first Venom itself came out in 2018. Do you remember when, where you were when you first saw that trailer? Oh, 2018? Yeah. So 2018. So that's after. Yeah, where does it sit on your timeline of MCU knowledge? The Civil War came out 2016. <laughs> that's, cool. when, that's when Spider-Man came. That's when Spider-Man got announced. Oh, yeah, that's right. So um, Spidey was first. New uh, Spidey. So it's like, and that was a hit. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, we were in the office. Then, yeah, <laughs> and then Spider-Man movie, first one, Homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. That came out twenty seventeen. If huh? I'm not mistaken. Let's see. I think I'm not. Spider-Man, yeah. Homecoming, two thousand seventeen. With you, <laughs> oh my god. Sony saw the success of that. They were like, oh my god. Ching. Yeah, they were yeah. like, oh my god. Tom Holland is killing it. Yeah. As um, as Spider-Man. Yep. But he is technically MCU. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, what can we do that, you know, yeah. can at least combat that? As, as, this is like what I'm assuming they're thinking. That yeah. They just saw the success of the MCU spider. They're like, yeah, we need to think, think of something. We need to capitalize to on, capitalize this. on mm-hmm. this. And they're like, well, his biggest villain ever is Venom. Venom. <laughs> But we yeah. can't have them in the same movie together. <laughs> yeah. But screw it. Yeah. Let's do it. They really took a chance because, uh, like I just said, like the suit itself is like reliant on that. Like a big part of that suit, suit's history, is the fact that he was bonded to Spider-Man first. And so for them to really take that leap and just like go in, because they don't the have deep anything end, else. They yeah. Can't, they can't announce it's kind anything of wild. else. <laughs> it's kind of wild that they were able to to accomplish it. And so my. First pop quiz. Oh. For okay. you. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Between the two films featuring Eddie Brock, and so I'm talking Spider-Man 3 and Venom 1. One. Which had the larger global gross? Oh, damn it. <laughs> ah, I didn't pay attention to numbers in 2007. <laughs> ah. Plot twist. God. Just to, just base it off of your assumptions. First Venom, I feel like the first Venom, it did well because people really wanted to see a, another on-screen Venom. Mm-hmm. But then after it came out, it just was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But then, but then you come off Sam Raimi trilogy, Spider-Man Two was a freaking hit. Mm-hmm. Right? right, everyone loves Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Spider-Man One is obviously the, one of the like top, but Spider-Man Two, oh yeah. Spider-Man Two is like was really good. So when you announce Spider-Man Three, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, this is good. Yep. But then Spider-Man Three came <laughs> out, and people were like, ah! yeah. I mean, I loved it because you know, yeah. You know, we got Junior Gobby. We got, you know. <laughs> Gobby Junior. Yeah, you got Sandman. You yeah. got, you got, then you got. I mean, I gotta say, like, I think we said this in another episode, but like, Sandman was like Chef's Kiss, honestly. He was great. Thomas Hayden Church great. was he, incredible. His backstory also made me care about. That's why, yeah, I, was, that's why so I thought it was like, good. it wasn't that bad because you care about this character. Yeah, yeah. And then Topher Grace is just, you know, an asshole. That's all it is. <laughs> um, 
But it doesn't, it doesn't matter because you see you see him fight Venom. Yeah. And you get like a like a like a, an original like, yeah. Venom like he's he, he, the symbiote touches Spider Man first mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then and then Eddie Brock. Yeah. I want to say I want to bank on Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to bank okay. just because. I'm going, and I'm just like I'm, I'm basing it off like hype now yeah. during that time because yeah. it's like, like especially after Spider-Man, like Spider-Man two, two like, came out 2004. People were like, like, what's the next one? Like, yeah. we need you need a you need a tr- third one for the for the end of the trilogy. So then, and at that time, like superhero movies were like mm-hmm. there was o- there was only a, a handful of them yeah. that were like New line. okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, the the Sam Raimi trilogy was definitely people were like <laughs> waiting for. And of course, by then he had established. Like yeah. yo, two two hits. Yeah, let's go for a so, third. Which, so I want to say that okay. one grossed more. Well, that. sir, you would be <gasps> correct. Yes, um, I love you, Sam Raimi. <laughs> so Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Three actually had a higher global gross than Venom One, despite the fact that the MCU was hot. Like we're talking 2018. It was literally th- three years ago, you know. Yeah, but, but the film from 2007 banked more with 895 million worldwide. Worldwide, and Venom One, um, at the time of this podcast, 856 million. So they're really close. Oh, wow. But the fact that a film from 2007 featuring the character is technically doing better than the 2018 is kind of like mind blowing in a way. It's it's. That's wild, and so it shows the power of Sam Raimi. Um, in that world, in that Sam Raimi that, world, yeah, in the yeah. Sam Raimi world, and um, a few other analytics. <laughs> Spider-Man Three itself has a thirty percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, okay. uh, whereas Venom has sixty-three percent, and both have a cinema score of B plus. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah. for everybody who got on me for rating it two point five out of five. <laughs> Please take those analytics. Because also, I don't mean it in a Tom Hardy was bad. I'm saying the overall film for me, for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, I was kind of like, yeah. And we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, okay, let me let me just say it now. I said this to, to Jeffrey in a text the other day after I watched it. And I said, this is the worst analogy in the world. I said, <laughs> Jeff, it's like a baked potato. Like, you liked it. You know, you like, you know, it's a big potato, you know? And I, like, if you know me, I love big potatoes. I love potatoes. <laughs> so it's like a big potato where it just needed a little longer, just needed a little longer in the oven, uh, you know, uh, to get all around soft and good. Uh, and, and like the butter isn't quite melted and the cheese is kind of just plopped on there. It's not, it's not the gooey kind. That's yeah. kind of how I felt about the film. Yeah, it I was like there and it was like, you know what? It's hilarious. It's got great talent in it. It does. But it's just just off off center. It's just off the mark a little bit. And if they just nudged it or let it baked a little longer, oh, it would have been great. Yeah. That's I, kind I, of how I, I agree. Look at it. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I'm going to dive a little bit into the film history. And, you know, we didn't start doing this until I believe Shang-Chi, where you don't really realize that a film that drops in 2004 you know, in, in, in 2021, for instance, mm-hmm. has a long lineage of, like, history behind it of, like, trying to get trying made. Trying to get made, yeah. And so I didn't expect to find anything when it came to Venom. But there is actually existing lineage for this 
in its production history. And so, if you would believe it, this film, the Tom Hardy, well, I don't know if it was the Tom Hardy film itself, but a Venom film has been in in the process of being made since 1997. Interesting. Crazy, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, we've briefly discussed before with characters that, you know, Marvel didn't, quote unquote, automatically have the rights to. Yeah. Um, New Line Cinema was actually the studio that had, I guess, acquired the rights to produce a Venom film mm-hmm. first. And of course, at that time, um, they were they were producing the Blade films. Okay. And yeah. so they, they kind of had that whole thing going on and they were like, OK, great. We got Blade. We got one or two movies in the can or three. I'm not sure. At the time. Yeah. Let's introduce another one. Let's do Venom. And so they were going to do Venom, but um, with with Carnage as the primary antagonist, um, which, of course, makes sense. Um, but then, of course, Sony then acquired the rights. And they're like, haha, mm, sorry. No, can't do that. Yeah. And so they took it away. And then um, there was additionally supposed to be a spinoff after um, Spider-Man 2. Okay. So before we saw Venom in, in Spider-Man 3. 3. He was supposed to have a spinoff that then would introduce him and then segue him into Spider-Man 3. Okay. And so that was supposed to be in 2007. So it's kind of like the Spider-Man in Civil War, then Homecoming. It's exactly the same thing. So um, that was supposed to happen. And then by 2012, Sony was like, no, 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 we want this film. And so they were going um, to make it, but Topher Grace was like, I'm out. Sam Raimi was like, bye. And so (laughs) they revisited the idea once again after Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andy Garfield. And And you won't believe who they they tapped to potentially direct this film. Who? (laughs) Does the name Josh Trank ring a bell to you? Sounds very, yeah, it does. He did a a, uh, modern film called Fantastic Four <laughs> in 2015. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yes. Ah. So that almost happened. Um, and so, yeah, so they they actually tapped Josh Trank to come, potentially come in. Can Poor you guy. imagine? Can you imagine a Josh Trank Venom film? Wait, you haven't seen Fantastic Four. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason I haven't. And yet. I have. I, I can't, I can't I bring myself to watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. I, I was like, I, I, I always like, Nah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nah. and you know what? You know what? As somebody who loves the original two, I watched it. Okay, I watched it. Honestly, as a film on its own, sure, it's not a bad film. Sure, but you try to make that into it. You try to convince me that's a Fantastic Four film. It's not. It's not a Fantastic Four film. It's it's a cool space family familial thing, but it's not the Fantastic Four. So that's what I have to say. Rip. But. <laughs> so imagine him doing Venom. That would have been an interesting thing, especially after Amazing Spider-Man 1, which is kind of like, okay. So this is, again, like you just said, it's kind of Sony being like, let's capitalize on this. Yeah. And so they haven't changed their ways much at all. And then 2014 comes along, and they're still in talks about doing it. And it wasn't revived until 2016. And then finally, finally, with Tom Hardy at the helm in 2018. So he's, did they tap, he's on did, a journey. Did they approach Tom Hardy about about yes. doing Venom? And the interesting thing is, and I have <laughs> I found this. This is crazy. And so, not to jump ahead too much, but 
in the old infamous 2014 or whatever hack of Sony. Yeah. It was it was uncovered that in before Spider uh, before Amazing Spider-Man 2 had actually been in production, they had casted or were in talks with Emma Stone to be Gwen Stacy, um Tom Hardy as Sandman. I can see that too. So they were going to revive yeah. that character again, yeah. maybe redo and they were going to have Tom Hardy play him. So that's okay. kind of an interesting I can see that spin. too. Yeah, right? Um, but yeah, so that's that's all the film stuff. Uh, now we're going to talk about powers. And these are, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeffrey, but I feel like these are pretty synonymous both ways, like from comic book to movie. Um, but, you know, like I previously mentioned, you know, alone, the symbiote, it, um, it augments the host's physical abilities yep. um, to superhuman, you know, uh, standards manifesting from its human host, like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, it has an immunity to spider sense, so he can he can like pounce on him. He can he can take him by surprise. Peter Parker, oh wow, cannot sense him coming. Sense him, no. That immediately gives him an incredible advantage um, when when fighting Spider-Man in the comics. Um, you know, and and again, symbiotic um, kind of property. So. It ha it can it has telepathy with the other symbiotes, so they can all communicate. Hive mind. Hive mind, yeah. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. It's a hive mind. Um, scary. It's very it. scary, and of course temporal manipulation. I think we talked about that very briefly in or sort of kind of in the Black Panther episode where, um, like for instance when T'Challa has the suit on mm-hmm. or when he becomes or when when any black panther becomes the black panther yeah they then have the foresight knowledge from the previous panthers yep. the symbiotes are are similar in that way that they can they can project themselves and see through what all the symbiotes are seeing they can they can displace oh, themselves interesting yeah and so i'm just like geez what like if they really do you know go further with this character cinematically i mean the potential is insane. And then, um, yeah, and then uh, Eddie as a human, <laughs> he's he has no superhuman traits. He was a human. He's a basic yeah, human. Yeah, yeah. When that suit goes away, he is just Eddie Brock. Yep. Um, investigator. But yeah, he, he's, you know, remark- you know, like he's uh, commended on his investigation abilities. He's, so he's a pretty fair sleuth. Um, and then after, after having the symbiote, he he gets a little sharper. He becomes more of a huntsman, more of a, a, um, a marksman, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but you know, it's all thanks to the suit. <laughs> and I have another pop quiz for you. All right. All right. So this is this is a little comic book bound. Okay. I'm sorry, but but <laughs> Let's I'm curious. Try it. <laughs> I'm curious to hear your answer. So, which of Peter Parker's yes. notable <laughs> supporting? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, which which of Peter Parker's notable supporting characters bonded with the symbiote and became a superhero? And I have multiple choice. Okay, was it Ned Leeds? Ooh. Harry Osborn? Ooh. Flash Thompson? Ooh. Or John Jameson Jr. Jr. Hilarious. Junior. Oh, and they became a superhero? Superhero. But it was the Venom symbiote? Correct. I want to say... Say Harry? Ned, Harry, Flash, or JJK? I want to say Harry. Oh! (laughs) 
And these are all characters that have been yeah, yeah. included in the I'm in torn the between films. Harry and Flash for some reason. Oh yeah? For some reason. Mm. I'm gonna go Flash. <gasps> My face just now. With with the half that won't, <laughs> won't I'm gonna go Flash. Well done, sir. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So in the comic books. For those of you who don't know, um, Venom, Flash Thompson, of all people, becomes Venom, but not Venom per se, he becomes Agent Venom. (laughs) (laughs) Because Flash Thompson, okay, so quick, let's go into Flash Thompson land real quick, because we're probably never going to cover him as a standalone, well, you know, I'd not speak too soon, but in, in in, in the comic books, you know, he is, he's the bully who grows to be Peter's, he's Spider Man's biggest fan then becomes Peter Parker's friend in college because they're like, all right, we're not children anymore. Uh-huh. And then he goes off to war okay. and he loses his legs. Oh, no. Comes back from the war and he's like, well, I'm Flash Thompson, but I'm not Flash Thompson. He's Eugene. He's just Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> he's, his name is Eugene. Did you know jo- Joe Maganello? Maganello? Joe Mag? He played Flash Thompson in the first Spider-Man movie? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Now that we watched that first... Spider-Man movie. I'm yeah. like, none of these guys look like they're in high school. <laughs> what the hell is this? They're all thirties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he comes out for more. He loses his legs, and he bonds with the symbiote, and then he he goes on to become like the space defender, and he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Yo, Jesus. His suit is really dope, though. Like, I, not uh, the Guardian suit, but the suit before, like as Agent Venom. His suit is awesome. I think it's it's that's like just hilarious. it's kind of weird at first glance because it's like a tactical version of Venom. Uh huh. Because he has like the yeah. the chest thing and the shoulder pads and oh, but it's cool. You're gonna show me it's this. It's cool. It's you're cool. Yeah, no. And so yeah, so the correct answer is Flash Thompson. Hell yeah. Um, and speaking of hosts, we're gonna go down this quick line of people in the comic books who have actually who have took at on the, the symbiote. The, the yeah. Venom symbiote. So of course Peter Parker, Eddie Brock, Scorpion. You know that's Mac Gargan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Flash Thompson, Lee Price, Talcar, and Malekith. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. So if, you know, who of course is portrayed by Christopher Christopher Eccleston mm-hmm. in Thor Dark World. He's the he's the dark elf, for those of you who don't know. Um so imagine that that guy <laughs> with the symbiote. That's interesting. That's an Very interesting, interesting yeah. And so, you know, those are some interesting hosts for ya. Um, and so from there we're gonna we're gonna talk about the familia a little bit, um, like you know, like I mentioned, and you and you you don't really see it. I think in cinematically they mention it a bit that he comes from a broken family and mm-hmm. such. Yeah. But, um, we're not gonna talk too much about the parents, but he does have a son in the comic books, and his 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 name is Dylan. So he's Dylan Brock, and this is a strange one because. Dylan Brock is Eddie's son with Anne, who we know in the films in the film is as, portrayed by yes, Michelle Williams. Yes. And I don't know if you know this. Do you know this, this this bizarre story about Jack Nicholson by chance about his his family? No, I don't. And so, essentially, long story short, Jack Nicholson's mother um, had him during an era and at a young age that. Mm-hmm. When she brought the baby home, she that the her parents took care of him. Okay. And she he was raised thinking his mother was his sister. 
thinking his mother was his sister. Oh my gosh. And so that, that exactly. And so that is a very interesting facet of Eddie's family because Anne, while she bonded with the, the symbiote, which we see in the first Venom film, uh-huh. somehow she got pregnant when the symbiote bonded to her specific genome. She came back pregnant, had the baby, gave it to Eddie's dad, and then Eddie's dad raised Eddie and his son like brothers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. As an older brother. Yeah, and so this is crazy. And, you know, this is uh, this this nuance alone, mm-hmm. this characteristic of, of Eddie Brock's backstory, if the rest of it didn't convince you, this is he's a much darker-rooted character. Yeah. and it's just so nuts because like you you have all these components like it's more than just the cartoon version where he's like i want to eat spider-man and like more than like (laughs) m&ms and yeah yeah. um and and so it's it's i can understand why they didn't kind of bring this kind of they didn't focus on yeah that's dark it's very very dark very messed up yeah um and so you know that that's kind of like the very interesting from um family um factoid for you but of course with the with symbiote like we mentioned it it has its own children many many points during the books (laughs) it just kind of it it just has babies it just does like a viral thing where it just like spawns (laughs) and it's very like aliens i guess you know they're asexual just you know created out of nothing and so some some notable ones of of course Sleeper, Scream, Toxin, who Toxin makes me want to vomit every time I see him, and Anti-Venom. And Anti-Venom, um, in particular, was was an interesting um, twist because um, Martin Lee, do you remember who Martin Lee is? Mr. Negative? Yeah, Mr. Negative. He's from the first Sony Spider-Man game. And so he, he infused himself with the remnants of the symbiote and created Anti-Venom. So mm. you start to see that if this thing like comes in contact with some property that is abnormal, yeah, something happened. Something okay. always happened. And um and so that's anti venom. We haven't seen anti venom yet. I, I almost thought that when I first when I watched the first Venom film, I thought that um that whole thing was anti venom. But it was actually Riot who we're gonna talk about really quickly. Riot was born of a seed from Venom. Okay. With the Life Foundation, and I feel like this is a lot of what they pulled the Venom film from, uh, because um, um, the host was Cole, um, sorry, Trevor Cole, and then in the first Venom film, its host was Carlton Drake, yes. portrayed by Riz Ahmed. Yes. And and it's like described as a body hopper, so it like goes from host to host to host yep. until it finds one that it's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna stay here. Forever to get to. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it kind like, of nuts. Yeah. This, this one is traveling. Far. Yeah, it was it was not so cuckoo, and then of course um, <laughs> this is funny because like we're talking about these alien spawn and it's like part of Eddie Brock's family in a weird way, which then brings us to Carnage, and so Carnage is a you know we're briefly introduced to to him not even him to to Cletus Cassidy in the at the end of Venom One, um, and so Carnage in the book is gigantic. Um, if you're a child of the '90s like I am you probably saw the Sega Genesis or Nintendo game poster where it just had this like fiery looking symbiote like launching forward. 
And I think they used it for one of, I think it was Maximum Carnage, the game. Oh, um, yeah. And so, like, he, like, <laughs> Carnage, Carnage and Venom, like, for me, aside X-Men, yeah. are such a thing of the 90s to me. Like, uh, okay. it's 90s embedded in my head, you okay. know what I mean? And, um, and so Carnage is the literal spawn of the symbiote itself. And um, it's more powerful than its parent. So, uh, Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, no spoilers, of course, but um, viewers will see in Venom, Let There Be Carnage, how, how Carnage comes to be and, yeah. and how, um, how powerful it really is. And in the comic books, so Venom, you know, Eddie was in jail. Venom came to rescue him um, uh-huh. to, to rebond or whatever. And, and the spawn bonded to Cletus through a wound. So he, he incurred, a, he got a wound in, the, in, in this process. And so once again, the symbiote is bonding with something and creating something new. Oh, okay. And so I guess the easy way of saying it is that the symbiote, despite it being black, having bonded with like straight up blood and a wound, made it red. Oh, okay. So that's how you kind of differentiate those two symbiotes. Um, and of course, <laughs> Cletus Cassidy in, in the movies is portrayed by Woody Harrelson um, in both films. And Vegas Jeff wanted to comment that he absolutely loves his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's definitely potential that we can talk more about Carnage if you want to do a Carnage episode at some point. At some point, for sure, yeah. because yeah, he's... Like, I didn't even dare put... You know, because I have him under adversaries and an antagonist as well for Venom, but I was like, you know what? I stopped myself and I was like, he's got so much. And we do have two films to, to kind of base a good comparison off of. So I think I'll save... Yeah. I'll save, I'll save it for a little Carnage episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe in that episode we can discuss more of the, yeah. the movie. Yes, exactly. I definitely have a lot of things to say <laughs> that I will not say in this episode. Because the movie has not been yeah. out for more than a week yeah, yet when this releases. Like so barely 48 hours. Yeah. You know, Jeffrey and I are trying our damnedest to, to kind of keep it keep it tight for everybody. Um and close to the chest, but uh, yeah. So, so Venom's main adversaries, you know, of course, Carnage, um, Null, if you will, because you know they all turn on on the god and the the the, the head of the kingdom, if you will, yeah. eventually. And so Null, I wrote down, he's the he Eldritch god of darkness and the creator of the symbiotes, the king of black storyline. And so that's mm. again, it it just came out, it just ended. Um, so if you want to learn more about the symbiote like history. Go ahead and read that. It's great. And of course, adversary, who else? Spider-Man. <laughs> that so guy. we know all about Spider-Man. So there's that nothing guy. to say. Yeah, that guy. And so that they have a tumultuous relationship, um, both professionally and, and personally, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's in and out, but he does become a superhero and... Or not a maybe an anti-hero, anti-hero. Um, I've always seen Venom as a yeah anti-hero. Yeah, he's maybe. Kind of I mean, you really see that too in these two Venom movies too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a a good guy doing bad things. Yeah, I guess. But he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> eh. Yeah. I just love. This is not a spoiler. But I just love that like when Venom and. 
carnage face off for the first time. Then mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, sh a red one. <laughs> like, no, I'm not dealing with this one. I'm like, exactly. It's hilarious. It's so funny because like you kind of get the vibe of like, is that like a reflection of of what it's like on on, on, the, on the planet? Yeah, on Clintar, like where they're literally all yeah. they're all black, <laughs> and then he's like, oh god, a or, red one, or red ones and other colors, like yeah. rare, you know. Um, and so uh, from that, we're gonna hop on over to love interests. And it's very interesting. Yeah, and so there's not. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little dark. Um, <laughs> so sorry. And so uh, some quick. Quick mentions, um, Beck Underwood, a scroll. He was he was kind of like entangled with a scroll um, named M. Lands for a bit in the uh, the nineties. Oh. Lady Hellbender, which is kind of funny. Uh, she's more of a Hulk, not Hulk, but a Hulkish character. She's you know, huge. Like huge. She's buff. She could snap you on her knee. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she kind of fell for Venom. And more so for Eddie, but it was completely uh, okay. unrequited. Like yeah. she was chasing him and he was like Okay. Um, and then uh, to bounce over to the films, um, you know, on Spider-Man Three, weirdly enough, <laughs> Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And it's <laughs> just so funny because you know I thought about it, and we still haven't done our Gwen episode, and I just like I'm gonna have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> She's all over the board without being anywhere at all, you know, which is kind of weird if you yeah. think about it. And so, um, yeah, and so I, I rewatched a couple of the scenes from Spider-Man 3 before Jeff got here. And that scene where he's, like, taking pictures of her came up. <laughs> and she's, like, posing. And then he, what did he say? He's, like, says something about them bonding and, like, how uh -huh. really had a connection. And she was, like, yeah. Eddie, we had a coffee. The way Bryce Dallas Howard, like, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Oh my God! I was thinking Jessica Chastain. No, ah, these you two. didn't. You, <laughs> you did the common they thing. They did the thing. Yeah, although she was great. Howard. Yeah, no, the, the other twin, Bryce Dallas Howard. The way she delivered the line was so exceptional, Eddie. <laughs> we had a coffee. <laughs> it's so European. Like not we. We didn't have coffee. We had a coffee. Yeah. But anyway, so they had like that quick, quick little stint in, in Spider-Man 3 or didn't, depending on how you think of it. And then bouncing back to a more familiar name, Anne Weying, um, who, again, is portrayed by Michelle Williams um, in both Venom and Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And so this in particular, I say particular a lot. You know, when I listen to podcasts, I always like, what is the word that the hosts always say in repetition? And I was like, dang, I have one. Mine is particular. <laughs> <laughs> and so this character in particular. Um, so, you know, in the films, she's portrayed as um, she's a DA, first and foremost. Yes. And then she's his ex-fiance. Yes. Whereas in the books, she's a lawyer. I know, is that different? than? A DA? I mean, it's different than a DA. Uh, yeah? Well, DA, DA, a district attorney is. Is that like the baby version of a lawyer? No. No, that's, no, it's higher. Oh, so it's the reverse. Yeah, uh, a DA is like you're like head honcho. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah. District attorney yeah, versus yeah, like yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. Like you're not really going yeah. into court, but like yeah. people report to you. Like you have to take it up with the district attorney. Got it. Thing, you're a lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, she's. I, I paid attention in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they gave her an upgrade. Yeah. Which is I I think makes sense. But then they they then made her an ex-fiance whereas in the comic book she's his ex-wife 
Oh, okay. So they, they took away that, that aspect of the relationship. So Tom Hardy and Michelle Williams didn't quite get to that point, mm. whereas the comic book version, they got married, they did the thing, mm-hmm. and then they were like, nah. And then ah. took it, you know, they're, they're done. She's known as She-Venom and the Bride of Venom. Um, oh, She-Venom, I mean, yeah, we saw... Yeah, we saw a little bit of her. We got a taste of that in the first movie. Yeah, and, um, and you know, as I mentioned before, uh, the mother of Dylan. And sadly, in, in the books, you know, like, nuts. A trigger warning, I guess, is the right right phrase to use here but uh in the books you know after the thing with dylan and how she brought him home to be raised by eddie's family Mm -hmm. um after all of that said and done she unfortunately succumbs to the darkness of the the symbiote and whereas Mm. peter parker and eddie brock were like no i'm done just i'm gonna go live my life unfortunately Anne wasn't so fortunate and she died by suicide she couldn't take it she couldn't take all of the the yeah. chaos that she yeah 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 you know and this is a lot about again how dark this character venom and his world is um so so unfortunately she she's not alive in the comic books um i who knows what they're going to do with michelle williams um oh, yeah. that's going to be a very interesting take um, i wonder if there is going to be a third venom movie. yeah i don't know i mean they oh. certainly could um i mean you know rule of 3 uh but yeah, I don't know. And I, I do remember seeing that she she's hoping that they might do a spin-off. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if you need a spin-off. I don't know. <laughs> no. Your character is good enough for them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, that either way, it'd be cool to see her again. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully she won't perish the same way that her comic book uh, yeah. counterpart did. And then um, last but not least, as far as love interests go, Venom. It's literally a symbiotic relationship. And so to your wording at the top of the show, it's them. They're like, it's a married couple. It's a movie yeah. about a married couple and a symbiotic relationship and the woes and the ebb and flows and all of that. Yeah, I heard I heard that Venom's lines mm-hmm. are that you hear in the movie is Tom Hardy. Yes. And then so like Tom Hardy would say those lines. Yep. And then when he has to act as Eddie Brock, he mm-hmm. has an earpiece yes. in his ear yes. just so he can have like that conversation. Which is crazy, right? <laughs> and so for for listeners who don't know, Tom Hardy also voices Venom. I don't know if it's true for Woody Harrel- Harrelson and Carnage, but uh, I'm sh- I mean, maybe it is. Maybe. maybe maybe they you know auto tune and stuff. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so Tom is obviously like at peak Tom Hardy because he's like per- literally portraying two people or two two. Right. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. And so that's honestly my favorite part about these two movies is is just him talking and to <laughs> talking to himself. <laughs> he's hilar- he's so also hilarious good. as Venom. Oh, like he's, he's hilarious. He's really really great. I I love I love it. If you if you want my rating just based on Eddie and Venom, that's a five out of five. Yeah, five out of five easy. Um, Tom Hardy saves his. <laughs> he does. Really. I've been completely- this is officially. Um, but yeah tom hardy as venom is probably the best decision sony has made in a long long time time. yeah inside tom holland i would say yeah 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 Yeah. i'll give them 50 percent of the credit Ah, for that okay 50 um and so from there we're gonna bounce on over to aesthetic and uh which is basically the symbiote Mm -hmm. um he looks very much identical how he did in, oh, the, yeah. in the comic at least in the venom films spider-man 3 was a little like uh, 
<laughs> because like the did you did we ever see oh now that i think about it, did we ever see him like full-on no body like venom in spider-man 3 no he always has that goop at the bottom yes he's always in the sludge yes. yeah constantly yes and i mean you maybe saw like the face the but that face, was about but it but even then like it was <laughs> it's interesting because of you know of course first you have the black spider-man suit yes but the first thing that i was like i was like black symbiote suit doesn't have all of the detail Details it's supposed to be like well quote unquote supposed to be just black, black black yeah it's just be opaque as the space like that's it yeah um so they kind of lost me there but you know whatever that's mini me talking this is well me too <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was it's kind of interesting to see it the way that they had it and then to then see topher grace's venom constantly be in this like sludge puddle yeah <laughs> it's kind of weird and i feel like it was one of those things where they're like he's he's a supporting character don't you dare cover his face all the time so that's why they kept having that like half bit. oh my yeah. god you know what drive what drove me crazy though is that 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 eyebrow just oh yes perched, i know exactly what you're talking about perched up i was like god just stop i know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> and it's like just clawing at his face it was very strange you know because you know, as we see with the Venom films, it's more free-flowing. It's more like, I don't know what the word is. Malleable. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, you know what you mean. It, it's very representational of what I would expect a symbiote, quote-unquote, to, to kind of act like if it were a real thing. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, those to see it in those two forms is just so... And also, you have to keep in mind, it's like 13 years later. It's going to be vastly different, especially when it comes to CGI. Yep. And it's like what you said earlier, no? About Andy Serkis and, and how... Oh, yeah. I, t I was saying that um, the pandemic saved this movie. Yeah. At least the, the, the second one, the, Car the Carnage movie. Because, right. Because um, I, think, I think Sony wanted to release the, the sequel like pretty quick. I think something about like within eight months. That's kind of thing. bonkers. Yeah, and it was just like, dude, like they I, wanted to pull an Infinity War Endgame. I don't, I don't even and know. Even I don't, that know, was I, like I don't know if it was eight months after shooting or eight months oh. just to, to. I don't know. It was, but regardless, it's a quick timeline yeah. for a mostly CGI character. Yes, and eight months for anything, even for post production, is not that much time for CGI. Yeah, it's that's not a lot of time. Crazy. So. Andy Serkis was saying that like he was like yeah that little extra time really helped us at least finalize that's some good. like the some some part I don't know about the whole movie but some parts some in parts. of Venom where it's like okay that's interesting because I mean like to me and and again this is kind of why I gave it a, a low personal rating was that like the first time we see Carnage in full I I don't know if it was the treatment of of that the the symbiote in in daylight and that's why it looked a little weird to me but i felt that it looked better as the movie progressed and so i don't know if that's like maybe an yeah. aesthetic thing or is that just the cgi was better maybe, yeah i mean <laughs> like i don't know what what it's a lot there's a, it's a lot of cgi it's a lot um, it's a lot oh yeah i do like how it, how it looked I, I, I like how they looked like it, it looks like you know what's crazy though? The random thing I'm just gonna say about this, about Carnage in particular, particular, <laughs> is that I love the sound of it screaming. 
Yeah, is that, that weird? One, that one was kind of that, that. That one got me. Like that. That part. That's so cool. That detail for that character. Definitely, yeah, I was just like, this is kind of fierce. Yeah, he's like, like scary. He sounds like a dinosaur. Like, Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> yeah, but he's nuts. Like, yeah, I was, like, I was just like, like, I was like, ah, it's yeah. like a screech. I'm like, but yeah, you know, and 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 so that's such an interesting thing, and and so that kind of plays into the aesthetic again, aesthetics and and the symbiotes themselves. And the different shapes and sizes that they come in, but for yeah. for as far as the two movies are concerned, I mean, Venom obviously Venom with Tom Hardy takes a cake. I mean, it's the closest thing you can. I think imagine. it's the most like a- accurate thing. Yeah. That, especially like this is not a spoiler because there's images of it. Him in a rave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That's true. It's true. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Venom. And it just took me into like cosplay land. Like full, full on Venom, like. In a rave. In a rave, just chilling. With, with the glow sticks around. Yeah, I was like, it's so funny. Yeah. And it, he's like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> His voice is so great. Oh, God, he's so it's great. It's funny, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I hadn't thought of it until you just mentioned it. Yeah, the Topher Grace version was just very goopy. Sludgy. He was always into the sludge. Yeah. That's weird. It wasn't really true Venom. No, no. He, this one's like straight up true. And he's the right height. He's the right build. He's huge. Like, he's like, like gigantic. Seven foot, eight foot, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, and that's exactly how and it's like towering. To be. Like, yeah. if I were to ever see, He's if, a if, if, I, if you were to ever see him like <laughs> face like Spider Man or something, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that guy's kind of scary. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I have this poster um, that I picked up a while, like some years ago, from an artist at an artist alley at a at a convention, and it was just like the coolest thing because like, and I'm not one to usually pick up Spider-Man like battle posters at all. Like, yeah. I'm not that kind of collector. I'm a more of, you know, like you've seen my stuff. Mm. It's like, you know, um, commissions and the like, but this poster was so cool. And like the way that they, what drew me to the poster wasn't Spider-Man, it was Venom, which mm. shocked me. Cause I'm like, I'm just not that, I'm not that fan, but they drew him in such like a huge presence sort of manner. And yeah. like Spider-Man is like diving into him with his, you know, like he's punching him out and Venom's like about to like crash through this building. Yeah. But it's so cool how they did it. And and I get that sort of vibe when I see Tom Hardy's Venom. And so I'm kind of like, cool. All right. All right. I like that that kind of tribute to uh, the comic book form. Are you ready for the, the Venom at a rave cosplayer? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> There's gonna be at yeah. least a couple people. Oh my gosh. So my my next my first next convention for this season will be uh San Diego Comic Con's special edition during Thanksgiving weekend. And I don't know if co- I mean I'm sure cosplayers will be out, but if we see oh man, if I see one, I'm gonna be like best of the show. <laughs> best of show. Like someone's gonna do And it. someone can do it like at least like looking right too, yeah. like it's just like a oh, six yeah. foot tall oh, like venom gosh. with just glow sticks, glow sticks all around that. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, uh, like I mentioned before, I mean another variation of the suit in general is is Agent Venom. Like that's a big one, um, and it's very tactical. Very. Maybe I should pull it up right now so you can see Agent Venom. And of course, you know, like uh, I didn't mention uh, them under the hosts, but. Among its very, 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 very many hosts, uh-huh. like two or three of the Guardians of the Galaxy have taken on the symbiote in the comic books. Ooh. And so imagine, if you will, my friend, Rocket Raccoon symbiote. Oh, my God. So it looks like Rocket symbiote on top of him. 
that. And he goes, I'm probably haunting. <laughs> um, uh, so here's Agent Venom. I like it. You know, at first I was like, that's dumb. Because I'm a fanboy at heart. But then it started to grow on me. And it's it's neat, right? That's cool. It's cool. And he can mess with that. Right? Like, look at this. This is this is pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's cool, right? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so he he becomes a legitimate superhero. He's a superhero in this tactical gear. Is that Venom? Scroll down. There's Venom with Flash Thompson. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's uh, weird. Imagine. Oh, he wants to be. Ah. Oh, he wants he to wants be. He wants to be. Okay, so so Tony uh, Revolori from from the new Spider-Man films apparently has expressed interest in being Agent Venom. I mean, is oh, the world ready for that? I. Just hilarious. That's kind of wild. I mean. I mean, we'll see. Neat this, this whole this whole talk, dude. These yeah. whole talks of just like kind of going off tangent a little bit. Yeah. This whole talk is just like different universes now, mm -hmm. like Sonyverse, yeah. you know, multiverse, mm -hmm. MCU, X Men. Bot and it's just like, yeah, everyone's doing like a universe thing now, mm -hmm. and it's kind of just like, yeah. You, <laughs> you just all y'all were talking <laughs> on Marvel the last like ten years, saying like it could never work, it could never work, creating a a, a central universe, yeah. cinematic universe. Yeah. No, that's stupid. Yeah. And what is everyone doing? They're creating universes. <laughs> yeah. Pisses me off. <laughs> it's a, it, people always, you know, bitch and moan until until it it comes to fruition, and then they're it's suddenly they're about it. They're like, know? oh my god, it's making a billion dollars. Maybe we should start doing something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens. Uh. It happens. Um. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see some more venom zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe they might change it for that. But I'm, but like those games are yeah. like the single player campaign. Yeah. yeah. And it might be like the first one, where like you play as you'll play as Peter. Yeah. But you can also play as Miles. Yeah. You not not as Spider Man, but as Miles, as Miles Morales, Morales and, or and Mary, Mary Jane or Mary Jane, <laughs> Mary Jane. So you know what I want? More tangent. Why can't I play as Black Cat? <laughs> why? Tell me why. Because that that character. And her, her, the amount of sexual tension <laughs> that Black Cat and she, Peter Parker have, if, I was not ready for that at all. She's incredible, right? I was, I was like, like holy I smokes. Like, if you have not played Sony Spider-Man and then the DLC components with Black Cat, huh. I know. I, she, didn't, I didn't. I just watched some of the walkthroughs of the DLC. She got chutzpah. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, in my head, I was like, Peter, just leave Mary Jane, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, like, yeah, she's like, she's conniving and everything, dude. but dude, come on. And I, but I, oh God, we're going down Black Cat Lane. <laughs> I love that in the game. I'm so sorry for everybody who do not care about Black Cat, but you're, I'm going to make you care right now. But I love how, like, Aunt May in the game is even like, oh, are you seeing that older girl again? <laughs> He's like, uh, no, 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 and then like the whole implication that that they had a son. I know. That I was one like, threw what me. does that say about you, Peter Parker? That threw me. I was like, Peter. Peter. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my god, scandalous. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my. But god. also, Peter. <laughs> so oh I was not Sorry. prepared for that amount of sexual tension. It was great. It's fantastic, and so, yeah. and I can't remember the actress's name, but she is so good. Yeah. She's so good as Felicia. I was like, wow, I wish I could, I, I could have that voice. She, her voice is <laughs> kills it. It definitely so kills great. it. Holy moly! But yeah, definitely excited for the sequel. Yeah, to see so how Venom gets portrayed and whether if he'll be yeah the main bad guy. Yeah, because usually Cause those trailers remember. never really. Because like you, even the first one, you yeah. thought Mister Negative yeah. was the was the the real That's bad guy. True. Yeah, that was literally not at all. He, he was, was like only the first one of quarter. them. <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah. I can say that was, he was one out of the six. And I was yeah. like, oh my god, six or seven? Was it? I want to say seven. It was six. Was it six? Yeah, was because because the, the, the five broke out of of, yeah. the, of the raft. Got it. And then you were like, who's the sixth person? And you're like, oh my uh, god, it's Doctor Octavius. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely right. So so yeah. So, so we'll see like how that plays out. Do you think that they're going to release anything for Miles Morales in that time? Like as another, a jumper, like another like game, another DLC before we see Spy Sony Spider-Man Two. I haven't even played. The Miles Morales game in a while. I know there's some DLCs for it. Is there? For the Miles Morales game? I don't know. I don't, I don't think about it. I haven't really kept up with it. I I'm, haven't. Yeah. I don't remember. But I don't think so. I don't think so Which either. Which I think people were like kind of upset about. Yeah. But it's also because of, anyway, more PS5 talk. That's why. Yeah. But So we'll see. And also we're about to get Activision's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I pre-ordered. So I'm going to have that nice. in a couple of weeks and then spider-man's getting added into the <laughs> avengers oh wow i said that very terribly. this is like this is not all by coincidence like this is no and we've talked about this before <laughs> it's like with the books and how they they oh dr strange is dying in the book he's dead in the book wow what comes out in february oh is it uh dr strange 2 uh you know wanda kills dr strange <laughs> i'm calling it and then wanda died in the books and you're like huh huh what's happening yeah. you know yeah no no it's it's this is all Anything planned. can happen at this point. We're Charlie Day. I'm just again. ready for pain. Let's go. I just, 
I love pain. <laughs> it's like the Marie Kondo meme, yeah. but instead of mess, she says pain. Just pain. I love, I love pain. pain. I'm ready for heartbreak <laughs> at all times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Favorite part of the show? Almost was. I don't know if it's a favorite. There's so many favorites. I have many favorites. Quizzes are probably number one. I do, but I, I, I'm, I'm always very curious when we get to this yeah, part of the show. It's it's fun. And so, uh, so you know, shockingly enough, I did not find much whatsoever. Whatsoever. Okay. But we have two two on the rumored list that were kind of like, I, I, I assume that they tested. Mm. Interesting choices. Because it kind of put, again, you, you take Topher Grace. Yeah. And you put him in a pool with Tom Hardy. And you're like, huh. They have nothing in common. One had frosted tips. The other one is just an awesome Englishman. Is yeah. he not? Um, and so two, the two actors on the rumored list. You ready for this? Yes. Liam Hemsworth. Okay. Baby Hemsworth. Baby Thor was mm-hmm. up for Venom. And we're talking, we're talking Venom 2018. We're talking Tom Hardy. Okay. And so Liam Hemsworth tested for Eddie Brock. Or was rumored to be okay. Eddie Brock. And... Army Hammer. Interesting. Who is now apparently a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, oh. I know, I didn't realize it until I just said <laughs> So that, so that those okay. two are apparently the rumored. And then again, back to the old Sony hack of 2014. While the leaks of Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy and the potential of Tom Hardy as Sandman came out, mm-hmm. one candidate who was... Apparently, like, they were going to lock it down with him. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Right? And so I'm almost like, okay, 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 okay. But but think about this timeline. I don't remember what year it was because I blocked it out of my mind. But when he got he got uh, announced as Gambit. Gambit, yeah. I wonder if they were like, so Fox wants to give you Gambit. Mm-hmm. Sony wants to give you Venom. Which one do you want to be? And he mm-hmm. was like. I'm gonna choose Gambit. Gambit. <gasps> and then did not get either one. I know. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, shucks. Well, Four. he got he got a uh, Zoe Kravitz. So there's that. Very true. <laughs> he won. It's fine. Um, and you know, I meant to send this to you before we were recorded today because mm-hmm. I desperately need you to watch it. But I had to mention beyond all of that because those were all the only candidates, by yeah. the way. But beyond all of that, there was this. 2013 independent short film um, called Truth and Journalism. Okay. And anytime people are like, oh, Venom, they mentioned Venom in some capacity. I'm like, have you seen Truth and Journalism? And it's this film by Joe Lynch, and he has what he calls and has dubbed himself the bootleg verse. Speaking of multiverse. So he made these bootleg films. Okay. okay? And one of them happens to be. Uh, with Eddie Brock and um, and Carnage, uh, Carnage. What am I saying? Eddie Brock and Venom, and it was starring Ryan Quantin. Okay. Does that? Do you know that name at no, all? No, I don't think I do. So Ryan Quantin is the fabulous um, actor who portrayed uh, Jason Stackhouse on True Blood. Okay. And so he's basically Anna Paquin's brother, and so he he portrayed. Um, this character, he portrayed Eddie Brock, but set in the 80s. Like, it's almost like a noir film because it's black and yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think the budget was like, I don't know, 
It wasn't like a yeah. film. It's an independent film, so yeah. it couldn't have been more than five or six, five figures, I, I think. Sure. And he was able to make this incredible, in my eyes, this incredible like eight or 13 minute piece that just like covers all of these like crazy Easter eggs from the comic books. Okay. And I think he did it very well. Like the Venom suit itself, like it's a, it's a person in a suit. It's uh. kind of like kitschy, but it's, I just think it's so cool. I would love for you to watch it. And then um, there, he also did like the a Punisher film uh, with oh, gosh, gosh, what's this? Tom, Tom Jane. Okay. Who was the I believe the second Punisher? Second. Okay. I'm gonna say second. Anyway, 2004 film. He was great. Um, he did a a bootleg verse with the actual Punisher actor. Wow. After he had done the film. Interesting. And that it's called Dirty Laundry. Okay. It's fantastic. I don't think there's much dialogue in it at all. And okay. it takes place in a laundromat. Punisher in a laundromat with a gang of like miscreants. Yeah. Mobsters. Trying to kill him. Yeah. Chef's kid. Works on. So yeah. good. It's so good. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, like, unfortunately, truth and journalism has been pulled from YouTube for various reasons, but. I'm going to link the Vimeo because it's still on Joe Lynch's like Vimeo nice. account. So I'm going to put that in the show notes um, if you'd like to watch it. And I highly recommend it because it's a fun take on the character and it kind of gives you a, a feel for like a noir 80s mm-hmm. Eddie Brock played by Ryan Quentin. And it's funny enough because this was during this was the same year that like I don't know what season of True Blood it was. Maybe five, five or six. I still love True Blood. Mm-hmm. And I went to Comic-Con that year. I got up at five o'clock in the morning to see if I could maybe get a raffle to see the to meet the cast. Yeah, I got it. You I got it. Do. I freaking got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it. And so I got to meet them, and one by one, you know. And this, my meeting them was after the panel for the the, the Venom thing. So I watched the Truth and Journalism at Comic Con mm-hmm. presented by Joe Lynch himself and Ryan Quantin was there. And then I got to meet Ryan after the thing. And so when everyone else was talking to him about, oh, I love Jason Stackhouse, because he's like a hottie. He was a hottie on the show. Uh, show always shirtless, always pretty much naked. Mm-hmm. You know, he's that character. And so my my nerdy ass runs up, and I'm like, hi, Ryan Quantin. So about truth and journalism. And he was, like, elated to talk about it. Hell he yeah. He was so st- He's like, oh, oh, yeah, you, you liked it. You went, to, you went to the panel, eh? Yeah, uh, it was a great film. Like, and he was, like, so, like, taking the fact that I actually genuinely enjoyed it and so i'd like forever have that like embedded in my mind because he was like not only like the sweetest ever but yeah he really like he loves comic books i don't think people realize he loves because he's so off the radar and so i would love to see him in a in a film one day as who i don't know because he was i mean not to go into dc land but he was kind of my first choice for aquaman Ooh. <sighs> yeah but you know we have jason momoa so that's cool <laughs> um, Works but, out. but yeah, so so please check out Truth and Journalism, um, linked in the show notes. Um, how about one last pop quiz? Oh. This one's a fun one. I'm two for two right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a very strange one, just in that it's so left field. But, so in the comic books, there is a particular item that the Brock men choose to not put on hot dogs. They just don't, they will not put this condiment. <laughs> Your face is so brilliant. I wish we could live stream sometimes just cause it's so good. So, so, so 
What condiment? <laughs> He's just, he hates me so much right now. <laughs> which, which condiment does not have a place on hot dogs with the Brockman? <laughs> <laughs> any, name any condiment. <laughs> What 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 is if Eddie Brock is walking down and he's getting in, a hot in, dog. in Midtown and he stops at the cart and he's like, "Yo, Al, give me one of those dogs." But without, I want this, 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 and that. But don't you dare yeah. put the. But hold, eh, hold the. Hold the. What is the hold? Okay. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Yo, the people have spoken. They love the quizzes, and this is like sensational. I, like. I can hear everybody at home, like, yelling <laughs> in their car, like, commuting, like, It's this! I know it! I wanna say, like... Okay, well, let me start. Let me start with this. What do you not like on your hot dog? Oh, relish. Yeah, see? Everybody's got a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm one who's like, I'll take mayo and ketchup. Um, not ketchup. Mayo and mustard. A lot of people hate mustard. Why? That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. And people are like, please, no mustard. And I'm like, uh, uh. why? Well, there's deli mustard and there's yellow mustard. There's Dijon. Dijon and Grey Poupon. Yeah, but I also <laughs> know people, I have some friends who are, who deathly hate ketchup. Really? Yeah. Why? Some I even know who are afraid of ketchup. Okay, afraid isn't yes. that? That's like yes. those those Jerry was it Jerry Springer or Maury shows yes, where they yes, would yes, bring yes, the yes, yes. out and torture people. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's a phobia. And there's like very like this is a, it's like a close friend of mine because, too. <laughs> close friend of mine. Because I mean, I will say he hates ketchup. I'm one of those people who is very picky about particular versions of things, and so I like onion rings, for instance. I don't like animal style. I don't like onions on my hot dogs. I like. Pasta I know sauce. a lot of people who hate onions. Yeah, I love onion? them. I love but all see, like, forms of onions. But like with tomatoes, like <laughs> <laughs> I like tomato sauce. I'll eat spaghetti for days. Pasta, sure. I don't like tomatoes. Can I reassure myself? Like, can I reassure myself and not like on the record? What? I love guacamole, <laughs> but I do not like eating av sliced avocados. Huh? Really? Yeah. Really? Like, like when you take out and yeah. people just like slice. I don't like. And it's it. very I don't Filipino. Like, I don't like eating it in that form, but so, I love guac. Have you tried the Filipino style? Which, by the way, Happy Filipino Heritage Month! Yeah, from your two Filipinos over here. Um, Ooh, which one? Which? So, uh, <laughs> place it up and then put like what? Like yeah, salt? milk, milk and ice milk? Oh, and sugar oh, 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 oh. and sugar. No, I, I don't. Oh. I don't do that either. My mother loves it. I don't know. But I'm do. But but, whereas I like. Avocado in some capacity. Uh -huh. Did not like guacamole until a year a year ago. Okay, interesting. Palate. Yeah. Can I also say that my mouth is now? <laughs> I can move my mouth <laughs> after the course. Yes. Of, after the course of the show, this yeah. is the miracle I mean, that is look, Jeffrey. Look, I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't eat. I didn't eat seafood. But then I went to Hawaii <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah. And now I'm like willing to be like, yeah, oh, let's, go, let's go and try it and eat it. That's a big yeah. move. Huge. You can sushi now. Yeah. Huge. I'm not saying I'll like it, yeah. but I'm willing you're to be open, like, let's you're go. You're open to it. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. well, I am I am sure <laughs> that Eddie Brock will not be open to this condiment, if you can guess it. I feel like that's, it's it runs in the family. And it's, and it's a traditional, it's like it's a traditional a tradition. comment. None of the men in the family will partake of this condiment on their hot dogs. I want to say mustard. Is that your final answer? Yes. Unfortunately, you just broke your streak. Ah! <laughs> what is it? Ketchup. Really? 
Oh my god! The reason I, I said ketchup was because it's like it symbolized blood or whatever. I was like, you know what? Maybe they like no, it. No, <sighs> does not like ketchup. They will not have ketchup this on their hot dogs. Although your reasoning is very good, like that—that <laughs> right? that makes sense to me. Right? I don't know why they don't like ketchup. They don't like ketchup. So if you're if you're ever in the in the scenario, or the circumstance where you where Eddie Brock is asking you for a hot dog, mm -hmm. don't put ketchup on it. Don't do it. So good. <laughs> it's literally the, one of the only two choices they give you when you go anywhere. Yeah. Mustard or ketchup. Yeah. And he's like. Mustard. I am really sad at Costco anymore. They don't have the onion part. Oh, section. they don't do the no. thing. No, yeah, right. And the rel do they relish? Sure. No, it's only just mustard and ketchup. But I'm, I think it's a COVID thing. But it's I'm just a COVID like, thing. I think. But I'm just like, ah. <laughs> or dirty dogs. Dirt. What's dirty dog? Dirty like LA street dog. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. No no no. Those are good. The best. Yeah. The best. Bacon. Wait. Quick question. Yeah. Hot dogs or corn dogs? Hot dogs. Hmm. I mean, I like I like a good corn dog, um, but hot dogs. Uh, okay. Okay. But hor I was gonna say horn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> can I just very quickly? Can I just say like, if we when we do Daredevil, like they call them hornhead. I, I like I I don't know. I feel like that's something like Felicia Hardy would do, but. Horn dog. Horn dogs. I was gonna, well, Horn dogs. gonna say with hot with hot dogs, it's pretty. I mean, this is coming from me, personal opinion. They're versatile. Yeah. A corn dog, it's it's the it's a hot dog in a in a batter, and like that's pretty much it. You can just put whatever sauce is on top, whatever yeah. it is. But then with a hot dog. But have you tried a Korean corn dog? Yeah. Now we're gonna bring like. This is now. We're, now, now we're gonna bring like. This is a hot dog podcast now. Now we're gonna bring cuisines into this. <laughs> like now we're gonna bring like Look, yo, like Korean. When we like, talk yeah. about Spider Gwen. Her favorite food is corn dogs. So, and she's a purist, mustard only. Mustard only. So she and Venom would get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like, I like, I like hot dogs just because like, you can use packed stuff on there. Would it get messy? Yeah. Question? I don't care. Is it a sandwich or a hot dog? <laughs> is that even <laughs> a sandwich? Is that, wait, isn't it a... No. Oh, is that is that the argument? Is it is, that, is a hot dog a sandwich? I think it's actually tacos, but I'm just saying. Or a just... burger. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, man. So, anyway, some suggested reading <laughs> for Venom, but you 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 did well. You did well, by the way. Ketchup is a unsuspecting. Right? Yeah, it is. Ah, uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie, Eddie Brock. Come on, man. Come on, Eddie. Come on. Come on. So. So before we end the show, some suggested reading. Of course, once again, King and Black. 2021. It's a 2021 title. Follow the main title or all of the books, which crossed over into many, many um, titles. Um, with Donny Cates at the helm, tremendous guy, and Ryan Stegman. He's so funny. Ryan Stegman's the guy that I showed you the tweet yesterday. Yes. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, of course, Venom solo title from 2018. Once again, with Donny Cates. Um, Venom lethal protector from 1993. With uh, David Mich uh, Michelini and uh, Mark Bagley, who is, again, another big name in the Spider-Man universe. And, of course, anything with Todd McFarlane's name on it, because it's classic. It's just classic. Yeah. You just do it. So, yeah. That's Venom. 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 Watch the, go watch Let There Be Carnage, guys. Go watch Let There Be Carnage, guys. No! <laughs> I'm hungry! <laughs>
Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, we are great salute to Jenny, Claire, Melanie, Andrew, Ed, Jolis, and Robin. Once again, like I've mentioned this on and on on our Patreon and in a couple of these episodes, but like we have an awesome like freebie coming that's like celebrating our first 10 episodes and I haven't had time to like finish it, but it's coming and it's going to be available to everybody on the $3 tier and up. So if you're not a Patreon yet and you'd like to become one and support the show or my uh, root canal today, feel free (laughs) to join. (laughs) Um, And then follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. If you search a stark contrast, it comes up. Um, Yeah, and if you like what you hear, hit that like button or subscribe. Subscribe. Tell your friends to tell your friends. Share and care. Share it. Follow us. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Buddy, I'm the only person that took you in when your friends kicked you off the planet, Mingmong, because you are a reject. You are a pariah. Need to protection my ass. You couldn't protect anything. You are useless. You can get a job down here cleaning toilets. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what came over me. Please let me fix it. I'm ready to so bring it again. Yeah. episode yeah uh i just want to say spoiler alert (gasps) spoiler alert spoiler alert thank you for making it to the very very end of this episode crazy and we just want to like reward you guys with a spoiler alert spoiler tom hardy's venom's in the mcu oh my god oh my god yes yes venom